This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. The December USDA supply demand report typically is not much of a market mover and no difference this week. USDA left U.S. wheat supplies unchanged from last month. They did lower corn exports by 75 million bushels, thus raising corn ending stocks by 75 million. Did not make any changes to the soybean carryout in that December report. AgriSampo North America market analyst Sterling Smith calls the December supply demand report pretty dull. Not a lot of big changes at all. Um, we saw ending stocks for soybeans and wheat were left unchanged. Everyone was looking for a little bit of hike in the corn ending stocks, and we got that. The biggest surprise was actually probably the cotton market, where we did see ending stocks move up. And again, even that wasn't that big of a surprise. And Smith says that report now sets up for, for a bigger uh, January report. Progressive Ag Marketing Market Analyst Brian Strauman said not much in this supply-demand report for traders. Kind of a ho-hum report, Randy. Uh, basically, the only change was uh, to the, the corn balance sheet, where they uh, did lower corn exports by 75 million bushels and uh, raised the stocks by the same amount. Uh, world stocks were slightly lower and that was coming from uh, Russia and the Ukraine uh, with a drop in some production there. As far as the soybeans, no changes to the U.S. balance sheet. And world stocks were slightly larger. Dry conditions and hot conditions remain in Argentina. And China came in and bought some beans, and that maybe provided some underlying support. Uh, and that was news this morning. South American weather will be the major focus as the grain trade opens back up Sunday evening. Bolt Marketing Market Analyst Dwayne Bussey says South American production is going to be the big driver now moving forward. Come Sunday night, we're going to look at Argentina weather. This is getting really bad down there. Um, very hot, very dry. Will it spread into Brazil? That's the question. Because remember, Brazil raises three times more soybeans than Argentina does. So for the bulls, you really need to see that drought expand in Brazil. And if it does... Beans could really take off here. And that southern growing area of Brazil, really not a major growing region, but it is still very important. Exactly. And them increasing their planted acreage, you know, so they're going to have a record crop. It's just by how much. But, you know, Argentina deals with what they account for about 40% of the soybean meal exported in the world. So Argentina's drought's a big deal. U.S. dollar is stronger, and that's hurting wheat. Brugler Marketing and Management market analyst Austin Schroeder says uh, wheat is also dragging corn lower. China has been driving the conversation for soybeans. It's decent China uh, in the export sales announcements this morning. We had a, an export sale announcement of 130,000 metric tons uh, sold to China. Uh, so I, I think you're seeing a little bit of those COVID restrictions. Or, excuse me, the lifting of the, those COVID restrictions. Uh, kind of uh, playing in the uh, uh, the bean market here, but uh, the, the rest of the grains are kind of seeing uh, some weakness. Standard Grain President Joe Vaklovic not seeing a lot of good news for wheat. Yeah, the wheat market's been pretty ugly. You look at uh, SRW Wheat Futures, which is the Chicago contract, it posted, uh, Spotmark Futures posted their lowest trades in February on Friday, and we're down again this morning. So you had this big kind of whirlwind where, you know, you had the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Big rally, twelve, thirteen dollars bushel. Now you're back in the sevens, giving back all of that uh, total round trip in the wheat market. U.S. wheat is still, generally speaking, overpriced on the export market. I think our export book in regard to total commitments of wheat out of the U.S. is the lowest in like 25 years. It's it's very, very bad. 
And that's Look at Markets This Week in Agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. With harvest wrapped up and machinery put away, it's time to start planning your next growing season. Hi, this is John Samdahl, Sales Manager with Veda Seed, extending you a sincere thank you for your continued patronage. At Veda Seed, our commitment to research is second to none, and we're excited to bring you the highest performing varieties for your fields. Contact your local Veda Seed sales agent for more information, or check us out at VedaSeed.com for our 2023 lineup, including our industry leading CR Plus hybrids. Veda Seed, breeding confidence. When market prices rise and fall, or an important decision is made on Capitol Hill, the first choice for farmers and ranchers is the Red River Farm Network. Trust Don Wick, Randy Conan, Whitney Pittman, and Sierra Doctor. To deliver the news that impacts your bottom line, go online to rrfn.com to find your local Red River Farm Network radio station. Podcasts are also available online at rrfn.com, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Your number one source for agriculture information. The Red River Farm Network. With a look at farm news this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Net farm income is forecast to reach levels not seen since 1973. A new report from Farm Bureau Market Intelligence says most of that increase in farm income is coming from the marketplace. Farmers, however, still facing an uphill battle. Farm Bureau Market Intelligence cites the increase in operating costs and rising costs for financing. That combination will make it difficult to move beyond break-even levels moving forward. The Consumer Price Index for all food in 2022 is forecast to rise by 9.5 to 10.5%, while grocery prices are forecast to be up 11 to 12%. Those figures would be the highest for all food since 1979. USDA reported food categories of eggs, fats, and oils, and sugar all increasing, while beef and veal prices declined. USDA noted they were the only food category to experience the decline year over year, but that's coming off large increases in 2021 and 2022. Epitome Energy is moving forward with a soybean crush project in Grand Forks. CEO Dennis Egan outlines the scope of this project. Yep, it's a 42 million bushel crush, uh, so it's about 120,000 bushels a day that we'll be processing. And um, our goal is to uh, get the equity put in place, um, you know, late first quarter of next year. Uh, we already have uh, had, had great conversations on the debt side of things and, and think that we've got a, a path there. Um, and, uh, you know, putting a shovel in the ground second quarter, uh, and moving forward, and then shortly thereafter, having the air permit from North Dakota. And um, our goal would be to try to be operational fall of 25. In 2019, Epitome Energy announced plans to build this plant in Crookston, Minnesota, but delays with the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency permits are forcing the move. An interview with Egan with more details about the Grand Forks projects can be found at the Red River Farm Network's website. Work has been ongoing on farm bill discussions for Minnesota Senator Tina Smith. Smith says oversight hearings continue for the Senate Ag Committee. This past week we held a great bipartisan hearing looking at the research and education um, part of the farm bill and the work of the USDA and it was really helpful in showing how important the farm bill is to supporting um, ag research. 
North Dakota Senator Kevin Kramer is not expecting a whole lot out of the lame duck session. Kramer says uh, a one-week continuing resolution is already in the cards by lack of movement from the House. Kramer has concerns with an omnibus bill. The first concern is that we find ourselves here, that we, once again, the appropriations process did not function the entire year of 2022. There were no hearings, there were no omnibus or any uh, appropriations bills for any of the 12. Um, This was a function of of just leadership not getting it done. Pat Leahy, the chairman of the Appropriations Committee, um, you know, holds that responsibility. And they didn't have any any hearings and, and any legislation. Crop insurance, the number one priority for the National Association of Wheat Growers in the next Farm Bill. NOG President Nicole Berg also wants to see the PLC reference price for wheat move beyond the current $5.50 level. Take all the regions in the United States, $7 is our break-even. And so we're $2.50 below our break-even in our reference price. And is that really fair? That doesn't really cover our costs. It doesn't, it doesn't really help us when we're price takers. And so we have to be able to be able to, you know, sit there and talk about how we can't take these high, high inputs we have right now and pass it on to our customers. As a look at farm news this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Through the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, Minnesota's corn farmers invest over $2 million each year in research aimed at boosting on-farm sustainability and profitability. From developing the next generation of corn-based plastics to gaining a better understanding of crop disease pressures, these investments help create a more prosperous future for corn farmers and all Minnesotans. Growing opportunities for corn farmers. That's Minnesota Corn. Learn more at mncorn.org. Serving farmers from Foston, Monoman, Ada, Crookston, and Thief River Falls to Jamestown, Langdon, Devils Lake, Castleton, Mayville, and Grafton. This is the Red River Farm Network. Agriculture is big business, and we cover it that way with markets, market analysis, crop progress reports, USDA reports, farm policy, and trade issues. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear about it on the Red River Farm Network. Go online or on your smartphone to rrfn.com. You can click on news, podcasts, radio stations, and more. This week in weather, blizzard conditions are expected to develop across the northern plains Monday into Wednesday. World Weather Incorporated says how significant this system will be is still uncertain, but there will be enough snow and wind to cause travel delays and livestock stress. North Dakota Agricultural Weather Network Director Daryl Richardson addressed the Prairie Grains Conference in Grand Forks this this week, giving his predictions for the 2023 growing season. Richardson is anticipating a dry spring with more moisture as the summer progresses. Once the snow melts and we get out planting, if it is a little drier than average, you know, and it always depends on timing of the rain, of course. You can be drier than average, and if the timing of the two rains gets wrong, you just end up planting late. But I think that, you know, might just be, you know, we definitely, hey, crops are in the ground. We got them generally one on time for a change. And then we, um, where's the moisture coming? But I really think June, it will come. And it will end up being a pretty good growing season because of that. When considering water content in the soil, Richardson says snowfall really doesn't mean that much for the following growing season. It's the rains after the planting that replenishes the soil. I mean, everyone thinks it goes into the soil, but uh, um, the data suggests otherwise. You know, the ground's frozen, so you know that's why we have such big flooding issues. Even our really, really wet winters, they're still only five inches. You know, that's not much more than we average in June. Even you know, by summer standards. 
that's not a lot. It causes bad things because it all gets released as once and the flooding. But you have to remember, even our wettest winters, really the amount of liquid in that snow is not as much as, as I think some people think it is. Alternating periods of rain and sunshine will be seen over the next two weeks through Brazil, leading to favorable growing conditions. World Weather Incorporated says forecasters will keep a close eye on southern Brazil for signs of dryness during the second week of that outlook. Argentina is expected to see light rains over the coming weekend, which will bring a little more time for growing the crops, but certainly more rain is needed in Argentina. Thanks to Mother Nature, weed control was difficult this past year. Syngenta Technical Development Lead Dean Grossnickel says that will impact weed management in the year ahead. Uh, we know that we got probably a bigger weed seed bank to deal with uh, because we were challenged in our weed control. And so what that means to us is we need to probably think about going with a more uh, stout residual uh, early on. And uh, again, hope we get that timely rain to get it incorporated. And then we want to be out there in a timely fashion to get that overlapping weed control um, uh, to take us home. And, and really, to me, that means, you know, having those stout residuals up front. Shipping conditions on the lower Mississippi River have improved somewhat. Water levels at Memphis have made dramatic improvements in just the recent days. Restrictions are still in place for barred shipments. One expert said things are getting better, but they are not back to normal. A group of 15 senators are asking, is asking uh, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack to address a 22-year mega drought, which is threatening farmers and ranchers across the West. The lawmakers contend many existing USDA programs do not meet the needs of Western agriculture. Vilsack is being asked to use his authority to conserve water and protect lands that are hurt by the drought. Additional staffing in USDA field offices is also on that wish list. And the consulting firm Strategy Grains is forecasting 2023 European Union canola production at 19.5 million ton. That's unchanged from the past year. I'm Don Wick, this week in weather. As a farmer, you make a lot of important decisions that impact the profitability of your operation. When considering your crop insurance options for the 2023 growing season, turn to Egg Country Farm Credit Services. The insurance team at Egg Country knows agriculture and they'll work to personalize a multi-parallel crop insurance policy to fit your needs and protect your bottom line. Contact Egg Country today to get started. Egg Country, focused on egg, focused on you. Don't miss the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235 on the Red River Farm Network. Specialty crop markets are special and require more digging than corn, soybeans, and wheat. We do that digging by talking with numerous crop scouts, growers, and processors in the North Harvest region or wherever beans that affect local markets are grown. So follow the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235 on this Red River Farm Network station. The dry bean scene, brought to you by the North Harvest Bean Growers Association. <laughs> 